What shall we say unto our God? All we have to say is thank you, Lord. What shall we say unto our God? All we come to say is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All we have to say is thank you, Lord. Father in heaven, the Most High, most faithful, most gracious, the one that has the power to kill and to make alive, to wound and to heal, the glory and the lift up of our heads, the strength of our lives. This morning, we want to say thank you again for waking us up into the land of the living. On behalf of us all, on behalf of our families, we are saying thank you. You've been faithful and you've been reliable. This morning, Daddy, please receive all our thanks in the name of Jesus. Now, for someone there, you need intervention, divine intervention. I don't know what exactly you are going through, what is at stake right now. You need a divine intervention, urgent for that matter. I join you in prayer this morning. That intervention needed to avert disaster, to avert reproach, to avert any form of evil. Receive that intervention now in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever it is, that you need from God. You need God to step into a particular situation that you might not suffer shame, that your expectation will not be aborted. It doesn't matter how many people are ganged up against you. That intervention you need from heaven, receive it this morning in the mighty name of Jesus the Lord will arise for you. The Lord will help you. He will defend you. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord God of heaven will show you great mercy. You will have testimony. The tide will turn in your favor. Yes, God will turn the tide in your favor. You will be helped, greatly assisted by God. You will not suffer shame in the name of Jesus. I bless you with peace this morning in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. That case is settled. Expect your testimonies in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, yesterday we started a sharing together on indices of the need for redemption. What are the signs? What are 
indicators that an individual needs deliverance or you need redemption. Alright? Signs that someone might have been sold out. I mentioned the fact that when you begin to experience persistent and reoccurring crisis, unabating travails in spite of prayers. You are praying, but the problems are not going. Alright? Widespread tragedies as common family or community traumas. Alright? Something that is becoming a decimal or a common decimal in the family. One tragedy or the other reoccurring. And sometimes it could be widespread in a particular community. Once things are happening and they are regular features, it shows that there is a need for redemption. You need to be redeemed. Something might have happened and must have happened much you know, earlier. And we need to take a step. And that led me to mention the fact that you need to search it out. You know, if you have listened to some of the brokers I've made before, you must have heard me say that in spiritual warfare, you don't start fighting by fighting. You start fighting by finding. You need to know what you are dealing with and the powers and factors behind it so that you can be effective in your responses. So, we mention the fact that you need to find out. And one of the ways of getting to know the root cause of problems is by revelation. By revelation. Now, if, if we are talking about revelation, we are talking about information that is essentially outside the natural information. It's their deep secrets, all right, that God just revealed to you. And, um, you know, God, God just uh, gave you an insight. And it can come by dreams. It can come by vision. It can come like trance and all of that. They are secret, sacred information that God revealed to your spirit. Now, um... Unfortunately, many times, many of us, even when we have dreams, you know, which is more or less the last result, uh, effort of God in getting things revealed to us, sometimes we dream, wake up, we forget them. The enemy has used that star, that system to rob so many people from very vital revelations that could have shortened our travail. Now, uh, the second aspect is that you look at physical indicators. There are indications that an individual may need redemption. When you look at your name, there are certain names that reflect certain existing covenants right, in a particular family. For example, in the kingdom, when somebody's name starts with L-I, that is a prefix, 
you know, that has to do with God. Alright? We have many names as believers uh, that reflect, when you hear it, you know, this one is a Christian. There are other names that show this one belongs to one particular deity or the other. So, when you look at your name, your name speaks volume. And then you look at your body, if there are marks in, on any part of your body, forehead, all right, your chest, behind your hands, your feet, on your back, around your waist, and all that, you see incisions. It's a sign that there is a covenant at work, all right, in your life. And then sometimes in communities, historic monuments. So those are ways of getting to know uh, if there be any history behind your stories. And then I particularly mention history. Now, but in history, I talk about your story. That is where you really need information about your family background. God spoke to uh, Israel in that Ezekiel 16. I mean, us to read yesterday. You know, God said in verse 3 of Jeremiah 16, or Ezekiel 16, verse 3, He said, And say, Thus said the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother and he tight. Maybe many of the generations of the Jews didn't even know where they were coming from. They had their roots in idolatry. God said, your birth, your nativity was of the land of Canaan. And you know what Canaan stands for? These were people that were to be accursed. In fact, an accursed generation. And your father was an Amorite. Thy mother and Hittite. So when you look at some of us, I mean, you need to ask yourself, who was your grandfather? Who was your father? Whether on the paternal or maternal side, you need to know which God did they serve in their days. Alright? What did they stand for in their days? So, it's very important you have history. You need to find out. And then, there are some times you make certain discovery when you listen to some taboos. There are certain taboos that exist in certain communities or certain families. Like I was talking with a, a, a woman and she told me in their family they don't wear red. Anything red dress is forbidden. And by that I understood they were devotees of Ogun worshippers. Alright? They worship Ogun, the god of iron in their place. Another one, you know, um, she told me, of course, in the course of deliverance ministration to her, she told me in their place, you know, she was warned the day she was wedding, not to eat okra, not to eat chicken. She must not taste it. She must not eat okra. And then one or two other things, they told her she must not 
you know, practice. In fact, she was not meant to sleep on a bed a man and woman have slept on. And I asked, did you ask your parents why those instructions? She said no. She just took them. Now, unfortunately, she has left home, distance away from home, and she now loved eating chicken. She started eating it. The family, her marriage was in serious crisis. Now, she didn't know that there was something that was done, all right, with chicken. And from that day, they were not tasting chicken in their family. So anywhere you see a taboo, there is an existing covenant that is at work. And what do you do? Number one, we have to identify them. And then number two, we must acknowledge them and confess them. Now, this is very, very important if we are really going to experience deliverance on a permanent basis. We want to know exactly what has happened and when you discover the truth, acknowledge it. Now, let me say that all of us we have one root or the other in idolatrous practice many times. It may not be in your first generation, possibly second, you know, or third generation, you might have realized that there was a point in, the, in, 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 in your family history that uh, one of your ancestors was definitely committed to an idol other than God. So, you need to find out, and then you confess them. Then, you go into renouncing and denouncing them. You renounce specifically, you know, with the words of your mouth. You renounce and denounce all of those involvement after you have repented of them. And then, if there be anything that has to do with such uh, 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 idols, all right, either you have uh, something you are given, there are properties dedicated to that idol, or, you know, maybe it's an altar. Now, what you need to do, you need to destroy all of the properties of the devil in your custody. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 19, from verse 17, the Bible says, And it was known to the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. In verse 19, And many of them also which used curious arts, brought their books together and burnt them before all men and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver these were just books magical books there are people who have much more in their custody they may not be you know worshipping those things actively but they are still keeping them 
So they need to be destroyed. And the moment you do that, you are taking off the root of that satanic practice out of your life. And then you can go ahead and break the covenant that exists all right, between the family and those spirits. Now, prayers and fasting may now be the ultimate. After you have gone through all of those procedures, you go into prayer and fast. And um, pray concerning all of those. Renounce them and denounce them. And possibly it will be helpful if you have a minister around you who understands this spiritual terrain to join you in prayer, to minister to your family. It could be an individual deliverance, all right, an isolated case, or you can also organize what we call family deliverance. And if you do all of that and you do it seriously, paying the price, you, you, you have broken that jinx, and then a new generation begins in your life and family at that point. These are some of the things we need to do. And deliverance, total redemption is secured. Please, you have given your life to Christ. If there are things you need to do along this line, don't ignore them. Not just on the premise that you are not born again, all things are passed away, all things are become new. Please pay attention to all of this. I pray for you this morning that the blood of redemption will speak for you. The Lord will enlighten your eyes of understanding, give you an insight. May God give you clear instruction and as you call upon the Lord, may the Lord hear you. The Lord will unravel the mysteries behind whatever persistent crisis existing in your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord will hear you and give you testimonies. This season will be glorious in your life in Jesus' name. Good morning, your brother and friend, Sunday away.